0: Welcome to the Encore Audio Video Podcast. Innovative technology simplified with the Encore Systems designers, Jeff Grove and Clark Von Trotha. Here's your host, Luke Anderson. All right, welcome into another episode of the Encore Audio Video Podcast. I'm your host, Luke Anderson. With me, as always, it's Clark Von Trotha. It's Jeff Grove. I cannot keep track of who I introduced first last time, so <laughs> we may have doubled up. I couldn't tell you. Guys, how are you doing? Good, good. good how, are how are you, Luke? I am fantastic. Thank you very much. Uh, always a pleasure to sit down with you guys. Uh, today, we're going to talk about uh, something that we haven't talked about in a while, and I don't know if we've gotten super in-depth, but it's one of the words in your title, Encore Audio Video. Today is about yeah. video. Yeah. Um, we've talked about how you know some of the new technologies are getting more affordable, but I still think people get confused when there's so many options out there. So what is the latest and greatest? If you, I was going to go buy a brand new TV yeah, um, I'm getting rid of my tube TV finally, <laughs>
1: what? Wow. Right. Yeah. Well, I, let's, <clears throat> Luke, we need to help you out. Um, <laughs> you know, the latest technology that's really, uh, and as of late, gotten definitely uh, come down in cost is organic LED or OLED television technology and there's a couple of major benefits with it one is uh, you can get incredible black level on the tv because it can be completely off unlike an uh, led tv uh, you can't get inky 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 blacks you can get dark but you can't get black black Um, and that affects um, another factor in the television processing and that is for off-angle viewing uh, with an organic LED TV, you can be much wider than you can from an LED. They've improved it with LED, certainly, but you can basically be almost completely to the, to the left or the right of an OLED TV and still not have any loss in, in brightness, really? which is amazing.
2: Or um, color, or contrast, color. any of it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
1: and then the last cool thing that's with OLED, well, there's a lot, but maybe not the last, but the other major point with it is they're very, very thin, um, so from a side profile, if you're putting it on a wall, um, they look amazing. Um, yeah. And uh, so that's a, another kind of uh, form factor element to consider. Um, and in the case of the ones that we typically deal in, which is through Sony, um, the entire panel of the TV is sound. Really? So you could think of, think of, without interfering with the image, so you can think of it almost like a sound bar and a television all in one. So you're not buying a separate soundbar. You're actually getting a, a little bit of a sound system if you're thinking of doing a soundbar um, within the TV. And a lot of people uh, use it for that. For smart I don't want to
0: start an entirely different podcast. How on earth does that work?
1: Um, well, so the, so the, the,
2: the TVs themselves in, in Sony's world, and to our knowledge, are the only ones doing this at this point. They have transducers that are... Um, affixed to the backside of the panel. Can I just is,
0: say real quick before we get too far, transducer sounds like a very made-up word. <laughs> Doesn't it? <laughs> just, just before we get too far. Like, oh, yeah, I think there's uh, something wrong with your transducer. That's going to be $7,000. Like You can tell <laughs> yeah. like You can do with a car or a house. Whatever, yeah, yeah. It does sounds like a <laughs> Sorry. Anyways,
2: so what they do is they have transducers <laughs> where? <laughs> uh, on the backside of the TV that makes the entire panel vibrate. And they can control how fast those transducers are working to make sound,
0: and it does it without vibrating the picture at all.
2: Correct. Correct. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Now we're talking. Now that's yeah. a
0: simple version of it, I'm sure. Yeah. And, and so, so cool.
2: compared to the LED stuff that uses, you know, two little computer sized speakers, typically firing down, so not even firing at you. Uh, versus an entire panel, even if it's only a 55 inch TV, just in terms of real estate, that's a lot more speaker. Yep. So that's the way sound works, right? Is is it, we're about moving a, a mass of air. So if you're moving more air and it's moving at you, guess what? It sounds better. And, okay. and so that's the quick. So it's muscle. an upgrade
0: in your picture. You can well, it's not moving at you if you're on that uh, almost parallel or with the TV, right? <laughs> right. So it's a guy. If if you've got that prime seat, it looks better. And it sounds better uh, if you get the mm-hmm. if you get the right uh, setup uh, without having to add a sound bar, which can be inconvenient for a lot of people. You hang it on the wall. You want it to be Correct. that low profile. Yeah. Uh, I, you know, there's always one person in the family that wants all the gadgets and one that doesn't. We don't need to generalize and figure out who that is. But yeah, for a really sure. clean look, that's uh, I think fantastic. Yes. <laughs> um, okay, so. That's the latest and greatest if we want to do it. But I imagine if there's been increases in technology with flat panel televisions, there's been a drop in price. Are we seeing the same things with projectors?
1: Um,
2: Well, yes. Um, So in the projector world, it's a little bit different. Um, For the most part, up until the last few years, it's all been lamp-based product. And so the problem with that is over time, those lamps get less bright, meaning your image gets less bright and um, you also have to deal with lamp replacement, you know, and those are generally speaking four five, six, $700 per lamp. And yep. that's typically every, I don't know, between 2000 and 4,000 viewing hours. So for most people it's a couple of years probably unless you're a really heavy user. Yeah. But now we have uh, products that use a laser technology and laser projectors generally speaking have about a 30,000 hour half life meaning at 30,000 hours they are half as bright as they were when they were new out of the box okay in that amount of time you're going to want a new projector you're yep. not you're not going to go buy a replacement
0: 30,000 hours how long is that that it goes to
2: uh you know typically for for a a medium to heavy user you're probably using the projector 2 to maybe 3,000 hours a year Okay. So you're talking 10, 10 years. years. Yeah. yeah.
0: yeah. And, and you would imagine in a 10-year cycle, you're going to have advancements in technology anyway. So you're yeah. probably going to be considering upgrading anyway. Yeah, exactly. Uh, you mentioned with the OLED darker darks, brighter brights, uh, obviously you can't control yeah. the darkness of every setting that you're in. But I imagine a laser makes it a lot easier it, for daylight. It, yes, no? It
1: does. I mean, we're, we're, we're in a room right now where we have some lights on in this room. Uh, where we're recording this, and we're looking at a laser projector, and it looks fantastic. And it's well, that's because it's bright. Ryan
0: Seacrest and Kelly Ripa. Well, you
1: know. <laughs> <laughs> Those two. I wouldn't say. Well, no? yeah. Okay. Uh, but, yeah. you know, ultimately, what's really interesting is that with laser, you, you, you've gained a couple of really great factors over a lamp-based or ultra-high-pressure lamp-based projector system, and that is, one, you don't have to... Rep- Place the lamp. Yep. That's that's a huge one. But the other part, obvious part of that is they run a little bit cooler oftentimes. Okay. And you get better um, what they call collation. So what that means is a, as the image hits a screen, um, it's much more accurate. Um, typically, you have less bleed in the lighting. And you also have more control. So you have, like OLED, you're, you're gaining in contrast, like we were talking about, better colorimetry, better white balance, better grayscale, all those things for the video that we care about. Um, that just that just improves even further with the projector, but it's predominantly it's brighter. Yeah. so that's why we can view it in a space the, <coughs> the, the, you know yeah. with a projection system you're dealing with both the screen and the projector. So the, the material and the brightness of the projector is taken into account when you're talking how bright uh, or how dim a room can be. And so with a laser projector obviously you can put it in more applications yeah. and certainly in locations where maybe you have some ambient light like
2: this room. Lasers also take far less time to turn on, oh, so okay. so your your lamp based projectors typically those bulbs have to get fairly warm before they're producing their maximum amount of output to give you the brightest picture possible. And with a laser, it just it's much much faster. So you're not turning on the projector and waiting five minutes before you're actually going to see the way your whole, your movie looks like for the rest of the film. You could turn it on in, I don't know maybe thirty seconds at the most and good to go
0: and the cost difference between obviously the the light bulb replacement and the maintenance is higher with a bulb one Mm -hmm. are they getting pretty competitive as far as the price if i wanted to look at lasers every every year every year laser
1: seems to be coming down
2: getting better but there's still a a a markable price increase to go to laser over a a lamp-based product
0: and if money wasn't an object they have the short throw projectors tell me what the difference between those and a normal projector is
2: so those are a little bit tricky. Um, <clears throat> that's where you can put a projector super, super close to a screen, and those are, to my knowledge, all laser. Correct.
1: Predominantly, Clark? yeah, they are just because of that collation aspect I was talking about. But being able to really get your your movement range when you have a short. Well, Jeff's kind of losing. <laughs> The movement range of the projector itself is very, very, a very minute amount of movement can give you a, a, a really wide a drastic change, change, drastic yeah, change, because yeah. it's so close and the lens is very specific to screen size and how far yeah. back it is from the screen and so forth. So you do have to keep that in mind. But as, assuming that your parameters can fit all those things, that's a possibility. Another possibility that people, actually we don't see it a whole lot, but, but we do occasionally run into it, is rear projection. So oh. you can project from behind the screen if you have a room that's behind the screen area and so forth. And that can be a really compelling solution. For example, you have some outdoor area. We in the old days you could like cut a, you could cut a a big area in your garage. Oh yeah. You'll project in the garage and you have this great big screen out for outside and um, that's uh, there's companies that make screen material that's actually glass that can reflect that, so you, you're not even dealing with uh, actual mm. material. So there's a lot of ways to go, depending on the environment, indoor, outdoor, um, different types of screens, different type of projection solutions, housing. You know, there's a lot to take into account. But it's very compelling because it's a very cost-effective way to go when you start getting above, you know, 85-inch or so in television um that's really when projection starts to arrive and there's one other big benefit for projection which if you come down to on Karatea video we can show you but um, you can do multi-aspect so what that means is when you watch a movie that has black bars in the top and the bottom you can get a projector and a screen combination that will eliminate those black bars Wow. Okay. Some presets, yeah, and it's really compelling, and we can show it to you here. We're one of the few places you can see which, that. Which
2: you really can't do with a flat panel display, right? Yeah. Because you can't alter its aspect ratio. It yeah. is what it is. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So the 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 cool thing about having a projector is you've got a projector. You basically got a movie theater set. Yeah. So you can build size. it. You yeah, can build size. around it. Now you're not going to get the benefit that you get from the sound from your OLED, but it gives you a lot more versatility with how you build the sound around it. Correct. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. The, you mentioned the 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 rear facing and how you can project that image outdoor Uh, right now. We're, you know, in the time of year where we're going into football season and we've, well, I guess we're in football season. We've got, you know, the NBA starting up. It's where people like to watch holiday movies and have those moments. Sometimes those bring you outdoors. Uh, If you want to do, whether it's, uh, you know, watch the game while you're at the Traeger or just have people outdoors. There's a lot of conversations that we've had about setting up for summer, but, Right now, like, the the lighting is changing a lot more dramatically. How how smart is the technology now if we wanted something that was specifically for the outdoors, not just for the lighting uh, conditions, but this time of year it needs to be weatherproof as well?
2: Yeah, and and so it leads back to kind of initially that TV conversation of uh, OLED versus LED. And as good as OLEDs are for color and off angle viewing and all of that they just don't have quite the brightness that we can get with an led so for outdoor applications when we're talking televisions that are built for the outdoor application with the weatherproof housing and typically spaces inside of the tv to hold streaming devices or cable boxes or whatever oh so it can you know,
0: it can hold everything that you need uh, very for the often setup. Oh, yeah, yeah little compartments back yeah, there yeah.
2: But those those LED TVs, we have options on the the outdoor brand that we sell for shaded areas, partial sun areas, or fully lit areas that have to do with brightness. And so, um, e- even the the partial shade area uh, screen is considerably brighter than an LED for inside the house because. Hey, we're going to be dealing with sunlight to some extent. Yep. And that is just a lot brighter than any lights we put in the house. What so, happens when the
0: sun sets?
2: Uh, well, you can adjust things. You can have different <laughs> settings, of course. Yeah. You know, so you don't. But are they blind. smart
0: enough to know that when it adjusts?
2: Most of these TVs have a setting for that in them where yep. it's it, it, an ambient light setting, yep. basically. So it's just a matter of do you want that engaged or not. Some people do, some people don't, whatever. Yeah.
0: Yeah, personal preference
2: Um, and and then on the projector side of things there are um, screens anyway that are weatherproof screens so we can put them outside uh, doing an install actually on one of those today and then it's just being smart about how we deal with the projector because most projectors are not designed to deal with the elements so they need to be in some type of housing or something like that but completely doable we just typically work with a carpenter or something and they help build a box to conceal this thing so it doesn't get rained on yeah well and it looks good too right right yeah Yeah. yeah.
1: the other nice thing to consider especially if you're doing uh outdoor television uh is they do make audio solutions that are also designed for that so they're also designed to be outside they can get wet uh oh like sound bars yeah yeah, oh sure sound bars and so on so it is important to think well gosh if i have a sealed tv how am i going to get sound out of it they do make those as well it, you know the the one thing i think the big takeaway i think is is really brightness you know look knowing your space and knowing what how bright a display i need whether it's projection or whether it's a television uh for that particular environment and that's really where you're going to nail it
0: all right so i'm finally ready to do it we're getting rid of the tube tv yeah going oled getting a nice uh, 55 inch uh for the bathroom and that'll you know give me sound coming out right yeah what does that mean for my library of, of VHS, uh, sure. Laserdisc, a uh, few DVDs in there? Luke, it, you have some Laserdisc? That's <laughs> awesome. Never-ending story on labor, <laughs> Laserdisc. Well, uh. You know, the
1: good news is that when you're buying a new TV, you're actually buying the electronics or the chipsets that are in the television, and they improve and upscale the image quality. And in some cases, certainly in the case of, of Sony, which we deal in predominantly here, um, that upscaling is really their... Their major strength, and that's a, that's I, I always say the majority of what you see is is actually the power supply, whatever the quality power supply, however bright the TV is, sure. the panel specs, but it's really about the electronics in the TV and how well it's upscaling older material, and that's really where you see it. It's not on um, necessarily the latest 4K HDR Dolby Vision content, though that'll yeah. look fantastic, and it's designed for that, of course. It's taking something that's much harder or, or less in resolution. You mentioned DVD as an example. Yeah. Far less resolution than, or Laserdisc or, yep. or, or something pre-Blu-ray than, than even HD. How do you get that to four times HD quality? Well, the chip that's doing that scaling, that up conversion, and that scaling is really the key aspect of that and um, how well that deals with not just resolution, but motion, yeah. brightness, color, all those things.
0: So if I have uh, my, my, you know, you a collection. Not everything is your favorite. At what point do you feel it's it's worth investing in new source material? Whether
1: you're getting, I always say garbage in, garbage out. So I mean, the better your source, the yep. better your end results going to be. Sure. But it's pretty staggering how well things can look even below HD resolution on a 4K device that has yep. really good upconversion.
2: It's not as good as
1: native 4K. I'm not here to say that. Yeah. but, it, but it's. Far better than what it would look like in its native resolution, for sure. And uh, the improvements are amazing. In fact, Jeff and I did an experiment a few months back where we put in a laser projector here at work here, which we're looking at right now. And I threw in a DVD just to see what it would look like. And I was astonished at how well that looked. I mean, uh, and it's blown up on a a relatively large screen, you know, pretty much the majority of the wall. Um, And it looked... Uh, very much a watchable good experience as opposed to, yeah. well, I don't know. I mean, I'm not sure I'm going to... So you can definitely get some life out of that little product. But once you see the 4K remastered version, whether it's streaming or on disk, yep. it's far, far improved.
2: And in terms of answering the initial question of when is it time to upgrade your source components? Well, it's kind of a hard question to answer today because there are not very many source components anymore that don't do anything but stream yeah so it's almost at this point more about well if what you're trying to watch is an old xyz movie where is it available to stream because odds are other than a blu-ray player or maybe a 4k blu-ray player and then the question of is that content actually available on the disc other than that, it's streaming. Just a, there's really no other option. So so then it's just a matter of, well, what platform do you want to stream from? And and we're happy to work with an Apple TV or a Roku. Uh, we have some customers that want to use some of those Amazon products, whatnot. Some of those are hard to integrate with, but whatever. I mean, yeah. they're all capable of doing essentially the same thing.
0: Yeah. And so if somebody calls you up in the middle of the night and they're freaking out because they need to watch you know, uh, Citizen Kane, and it's not in 4K. Uh, I mean, the original source ah, material. but here's huh? the good news. This is what I want to hear.
1: Here's the good news, Luke. Citizen Kane is coming out in 4K. Is it really? This <laughs> year, at the end of the year. But <laughs> but not that we pay yeah. attention to these things, do we, Jeff? But, but ultimately, <laughs> ultimately, though, um, yeah, he is, you know, what Jeff's saying is is so true. You know, it's, it's really about finding your comfort zone. The thing about media, too, that's important, and this kind of delves into what we're talking about, but you own it yeah with media you don't with streaming so if it's something that you really like we always tell clients this you know hey maybe it is worth owning on a disc because it's something that may fall out of favor and is no longer available through streaming distribution but jeff is correct a lot of films especially films within the last you know 10 years or 15 years maybe even yeah. 20 years are Tw- available on streaming.
2: 25 well now almost 45 years right True. because uh, star wars all of them were remastered here a couple of years ago into 4k yeah um the entire Jurassic Park series, all of the Matrix with which, by the way, there's a fourth film coming later this year. Um, they're actually they're actually working on another Jurassic Park as well. So yeah. See,
0: the, the, you guys have led me yeah. down the exact path. If you have any questions about <laughs> audio or video or source material, where it's available and when it's coming yeah. out, these are the guys. We're talk the nerds you need to talk to. We, yeah. we, we can never get to all of the questions <laughs> that you might have when you're listening, but the uh, nice thing is you pick up the phone, you call Core Audio Video, you walk into the showroom and get the actual input. Person experience of seeing what this laser projector looks like, yeah. and Angelina Margulies now she looks fantastic too. She didn't yeah. look this good when she was on ER. And, and this projector, is just,
1: and this is just upscaling to 4K <laughs> from from regular HD. Or so, so there you go. Good. Yeah,
0: absolutely. So um, yeah, come in, talk to the guys, touch, feel, get the experience uh, in the showroom is the best place to do it. You guys also go uh, and do an in-home consultation if somebody wants to sure. figure out what the best thing is for their space. Very often, if you want. If if you want the best, uh, you talk to the experts. That's you guys. Thanks. Encore Audio Video, EncoreAudioVideo.com. Uh, the location for the showroom right here in the Pearl. It's at 14th and Everett. Guys, thanks for uh, doing another podcast with yeah, me. Yeah, thanks, Luke. Thanks, thanks Luke. To see Thank you for listening to the Encore Audio Video Podcast. If you have questions about today's topic or to schedule your free consultation with Jeff and Clark, go to EncoreAudioVideo.com.